one million dollars. <laughs> million dollars worth. I want all of you to get a fifty percent discount. Or I'm walking. Welcome to Instructions. I'm Bob. I'm Josh. Uh, what's up? Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, we are back for the second time this week because we recorded last week's show this week, and this is for next week. And there's kids playing video games upstairs. Somebody's so got a double kill. Double kill. They're playing Battlefront, I think. Hmm. Okay, we're just going to get right into it. Star Wars! <laughs> we're going to talk about Rise of Skywalker. Spoilers abound. Probably we'll end up talking about Mandalorian. Maybe. Maybe we'll save that. But just know I, that you're going to get spoiled on both of them if you listen to this show. And if you don't want to do that, then just come just, back next yeah, week. come back. No big deal. If you feel like watching the movie, come on back. I wouldn't want to spoil it for you. Um, all right. Let's just... I've seen it twice. You've seen I've it? I've seen it twice. Okay. Um, I saw it in Disney. Well, not in Disney, but like we were at Disney and we went to... I this- saw it on Tatooine. Well, how about that? <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, you believe what I found in the dirt while I was there. <laughs> really? What? <laughs> Some skeletons of burnt people? Uh, so we... We're at Disney. We went to see the movie, and it was pretty cool to like leave, you know, part of the park and like yeah, go to see that movie, and then the next day get to go back to the park. Oh, not the next day. Sorry, we'd been to it two days. But we were. uh, It was a gigantic theater. Yeah, huge on Disney property. No, well, it was in Disney Springs, which is like their you know like the outdoor mall thing. Used to be downtown Disney. Oh yeah, I know. It was like an AMC there. Is the Planet Hollywood still there? Yes, we walked right right (laughs) next to it. There was a guy doing karaoke, uh, really, really badly, Mm. and it reminded me why I hate karaoke so much. So bad. Anyway, Star Wars. All right, just what do you think? What did you think? I thought it was the boringest, vanillaest. I left with the most. Like Lego man look on my face. <laughs> I there were emotions abound. There was there were emotions to give, and they didn't want them. They didn't want them. They didn't want them. I tried to be emotionally connected to this movie, and then from the crawl, I went, "Oh boy, what's happening here?" Really? Yep. I remember like reading through the crawl with the exclamation points and telling me off the bat that the emperor's there, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, well." I guess I don't need. I was prepared to be titillated. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, Emperor's here. Hooray! Exclamation point. And I'm like, well, all right. And I was not emotionally attached to this movie as much as I very anxiously wanted to be. Mm. And I felt like if I was on a date and I'm like, I'm so excited to, to meet this person. And that person was just like, you should not be as excited to meet me. I'm not that great. <laughs> I'm like, but no, it's wonderful. Like, you're here. Yay. We're having a good time. And that person's like, you know what? You're having a better time than I am. You should probably pump the brakes. <laughs> oh. Well, okay. Like, hmm. That okay. was my feeling the whole time. Uh, okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> so, I mean, but there had to be something about it that you... That stuck out, or you liked, or you know. I mean, yeah, there were something. things I was like, "Oh, that's neat." Like what? Well, I don't know. What about you? Well, we'll get to that. I mean, I mean well, that's, I, that's deep I, into this. I felt within the first couple of minutes, I was a little surprised that the crawl did just kind of jump into the thing that seemed like it should have been a big reveal. But at the same time, it was already revealed. You knew he was there, and if you think about like how interesting would it be for them to just show like. Kylo Ren hanging out playing ping pong and being like, yep, I'm in charge now. Wait a minute. What's that? You got a transmission? Wait, let's figure out what it is. It's on all the channels? It's the Emperor? Like, okay. I mean, that wouldn't have made any I don't know what the Emperor was going to look like. I didn't know the Emperor could have been some weird bamboozle. But you knew he was there. I didn't. It could have been like, ooh, the voice was coming from some other place. You never saw him in the trailers. It was implied, and it made me... Like, oh boy, it's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to look like. And then just like, boom, it showed him. I'm like, well, oh, he's kind of, he's scary. I'm like, but you you could have led up to this. It seemed like a missed opportunity. I th- the problem, 
I liked the movie. I'll just start with that. I'm not saying the problem, given that it was terrible. But I think one thing that it's, the movie suffered from was that it should have been two movies. And I know one of the writers has said so this. So fast. It moved at a breakneck pace. Man. There was a huge amount of assumption on the part of assuming that the re, that the viewers could keep up with all of the names and the things that were just... Now, I mean, as a Star Wars nerd, I was like, sweet, we're going to another planet? Sweet, there's another thing? Oh, they're jumping around all these cool planets we've never seen before, and that one's green, and they fly into a monster. And I like the things, but, like, I don't know anything about them. And I'm someone who's into it. So yep. the people that just happen to go, oh, there's another Star Wars? Cool, Star let's go Wars. see that one. They probably had no idea what was going on, and I think that's bad, because... They will probably walk out of that movie and go, that was exhausting, and I don't get it. Yeah, I don't and get so it. I'm not going to go to the next one because I won't get that one either. That's I asked, not good. I asked the boys because I took them separately. I was like, did you like it? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, what was your favorite part? And they were like, the, the Star Wars stuff. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you got fire hosed a movie that you have been savoring like all the rest of the eight parts for 40 years. This wonderful thing, and at the very end, it, you you watched it at one and a half speed and just got pushed out the door. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what just happened? Yeah. And I remember asking myself that the first time, like, what? Like, well, who, what? Why is this happening? Like, what is going on? And then I watched it the second time. I'm like, oh, that half a line of dialogue explained that very important plot point that took away, I think, a lot of characters, like, not even those redemption moments, but, like, really great moments for these characters I'm like you, just, you whiz past it, and I didn't. I don't want to frame this that like I feel cheated and they did everything wrong. No, 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 no. It just didn't allow me to connect with it because it was going so fast. The little sleight of hands that they kept going, the little like oh, psych. Oh, your tree fell down. Smile. <laughs> it's not my favorite. They're like, oh boy, you're gonna be emotionally connect. Nope, never mind. Like what? What do you mean? Oh my God, Chewie just died and Ray killed him and she discovered this new thing about her and it's going to promote the, everybody is going to, not promote, but like, it's going to boost the morale of the, of the resistance. She's going to find out more about her. She's going to be driven because of this weird thing. She's going to have conflict with the dark and the light. And oh my goodness, she has lightning powers, like all of these things. And it's like, oh no, Chewie's alive. Like, oh. Yeah. Um, well, C-3PO, he's going to be like the spy thing and he's this emotional Oh, the last look on my friends. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, he's never going to remember anything because R2's databases are kind of glitchy sometimes. So like, bye, 3PO. Bye for the last 40 years. Bye. And then 10 minutes later, he's like, beep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, hi. I'm back to exactly the way I was a couple minutes ago. <laughs> I missed no 15 harm, minutes. No foul. <laughs> yeah. I agree. There was a lot of that. There was pretty much everything that could have been until the very end, until Leia died until Ben we died. We gotta talk about that. But until those things happened, everything that could have been like, final was undone. Yep. Very, very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. And so if it again, I'm like, oh man, Chewie, I want to be emotional. And they're like, nope. He's, he's fine. Calm down. I'm like, oh. Well, alright. Well, well, 3PO, he's gonna be gone. I didn't really know that I liked him, but this moment is building up, so it's changing my perception of this droid. Like, okay, I'm starting to feel... Oh. <laughs> no, okay. My bad. I'll, I'll put that one back in my pocket, too. Uh, Leia. I understand. Like, they had to work from footage that they used. I think there were many opportunities to use a body double. Uh, from what I understood, they digitally recreated some of the clothes so that she wasn't wearing the same thing or yeah. made it move. Yeah. And then when she's in that scene with Luke where she's doing her Jedi night or her Jedi training, which I think is a cool storyline, uh, they used a, a digital recreation of her. Mm -hmm. So I think in the honor, air quotes, of like, we're not going to digitize this character, she had no moment. She had no real prestigious moments to be proud of. She like laid down to take a space nap. And like stuff was going on. And I we are led to presume... That she's dead, but she's influencing stuff. And then her dead body literally lays around for like an entire act of the movie while people are doing stuff around her. And then Luke in the before times was like, Leia says that her Jedi journey will be over when her son dies. Like, well, then what is she doing right now? Is she taking a journey hiatus? 
did she force project Han? Was that her? Or was that a memory? No, or was she, she dead? She reached she what she reached out to Ben to affect him. She didn't even say his name. No, but she they don't have to. Like you don't have to always like they can feel each other. But if you're there's, mom. There's a it's man. you can't do that because it's not real. Ben. My mom is a better force user than that, that that's Leia. true. She's she's well versed. But again, those moments where like her character and the finality of these forty four years of movies like, no, just lay down, and then, like, stuff will happen, and we'll leave it up to the imagination whether or not you actually did anything or if you're just kind of dead. Like, that makes her involvement in that whole thing See, I don't think it was semi- up to the imagination. I mean, passive. I thought it was pretty obvious that she was she was kind of using the last of her energy or whatever to reach out to Ben to affect him at just the right moment. So then her just dead body was there, and then her dead body dissolved later on. See, which led me to be like, is she doing something? Yeah, like where was she? Is yeah, she, some is she in weird, purgatory? Exactly. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, now her body disappears. Like, now she's complete. And I'm like, why wasn't she complete half an hour ago? Yeah, that I don't know. And then when she's a space ghost on Tatooine, like, does Ben not get to be space ghost too? Does Vader? Like, yeah, there was You're a- talking about the Skywalkers. There's stinking tons of Skywalkers and only two of them showed up. One of which wasn't from Tatooine, was a sex slave on Tatooine. So, like, it seemed like there was so many confusing parts that did not care that I wanted to be emotionally invested. Because I was like, no, we just got to fit everything in here. Everybody, all of it's got to go. And then, like, Ugh. I don't know. Again, it wasn't like I wasn't angry. I just felt like I had love to give and no one, <laughs> no one wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, I guess it's over now. Yeah, I definitely ended up with that kind of a feeling at the end of it. I mean, there were a a ton of parts that I really did like. And even because I was trying to take into consideration that they had to do a lot of things, that they had to try to fit a lot in. And it wasn't going to, I knew going into it that they were going to be overloading it a little bit. Um, And there were a lot of things that I, I really enjoyed about it. But I did get to the end and I was like, well, yep, it's over. Yep. It wasn't right. like, oh, wow, that was uh, fantastic. Yay, everything. It was just like, well, cool. Let's go back to the hotel. <laughs> I didn't wonder what was next. Like, And it's bad because Endgame is still kind of fresh. And I didn't know that I was going to be emotionally connected to Endgame as much as I was. So that was a surprise. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, Endgame has 10 years worth of stuff. All of these really famous actors, the huge budget. You had to bring it to completion. It was a very conscious thing, and I imagine in the the writers of those movies were like, okay, they're superheroes, but we've got all this time. They're like, the laughs have to be the most memorable laughs. The the tears have to be from the deepest part of your soul. Like, we have to crank all these emotions, pride, humility, um, humor, fear, all those things, like up to 11 because we got to go out with a bang. And it seemed like the, the Star Wars writers, or in this episode, they're like, the story. I'm like, okay, well, uh, the story, whether or not you agree with the story about should Palpatine actually show up, or, oh, she's a Palpatine, like, whatever. They're like, just cram it all in. Nope. Just just shove all of it in the box, sit on top of that piece, that, that suitcase so that we can run the zipper around. Hmm. It didn't yeah, breathe at all. It, it did not breathe at all. There were a couple of moments where they finally took a little bit of a break. Like, it slowed down during C- uh, C-3PO's little mind wipe. But it still was super short and wasn't much of a break. But there were a couple things like that where it just kind of like, oh, finally. And then it was like, oh, nope, nope, yep. right back at it. I don't know. I mean, I wanted more, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, I did enjoy it. And so I don't want to be negative about it because it's just a movie. But at the same time, like, I did want something a little hopeful at the end. And I think they tried to make it hopeful in that, you know, the big bad died. The kind of bad became good and then went on his journey and he got to disappear because he had his moment or whatever. 
and, you know, raise around to raise a new generation of Jedi. But I don't know. Like, I just kind of wanted... I kind of wanted um, a peek at, like, what the future was. But I also went into the movie knowing that, like, all the major actors, all the legacy actors are done because they're done. Uh, all of the current major actors are done because, honestly, it kind of... they they portray themselves as they're too big for their britches. They're like, oh, I've been doing Star Wars for five years. <laughs> oh, it's so difficult to get paid millions of dollars and wave a stick around. I feel really sorry for you. I would be excited to do that for a lot less money. So, I think the fan reactions are probably what are driving people away the most. I, I would imagine so. J.J. Abrams, I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking about I wanted to be emotionally connected to a thing and I'm more like sad I didn't get to do that. I'm not angry. I, they made what they made. And again, it's not for me, it's for everybody. But there are people that are like giving out death threats. Yeah. Which is completely ridiculous. If you ever give us a death threat, you better step to it. <laughs> don't just don't just rant wildly on Twitter. Put your money where your mouth is. But and it's a stinking movie. Yeah. About space wizards. But I, I think that is one thing that maybe hurt me a little. Not hurt me. It 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 inhibited my reaction to the movie going into it. Is I knew that every, it wasn't going to continue. There was no part of it that was going to be like, well, all, it's all done. Except that now Ray can carry on into a new generation of the thing. It was like, no, they're all done. Like, hmm. there's air quotes hope in the universe because I know that not everybody's going to die in the end, and the bad guy's not going to win. But it's done. And so that didn't feel like, I don't know, it's weird. They had to wrap it up. They had to make it done. I get that. But it just felt like, you know, they could stop making Star Wars everything right now. And it would be yeah, like, okay. like it would fit. And you'd be like, yeah, cool. Well, that was fun. Now it's done. But that's not what I wanted to feel. I wanted to go into Star Wars and be like, that was awesome. And there's wonder. And there's this like, there's areas unknown and there's characters that showed up and then disappeared now what happened to them and you know like or like somebody think of the end of empire yep not every movie can be empire i get it but at the end of empire you were like whoo he man he survived he lost his hand he found out this crazy stuff but everything is broken like they are losing but in the credits rolled but they're looking out over the galaxy and they have hope. Like, right. there is a common theme, and this movie did not exude the idea of, of hope. They survived. The, it was, they had hope, but stuff was still kind of busted. And, like, but so you, you walked out of that movie with, like, a, well, there's this, and there's this. And, like, wow, that was, I don't know what's next. I don't know what the thing, you know. So there's this, like, kind of up in the air thing. And I think that's what I was missing with this one. And maybe there's no way they could have given that. Because they were trying to finish a thing. So maybe there's no, you know, there's no future tease. There's no, I don't know. Well, something you said earlier, I don't remember exactly how you said it, but when you walked out, like you knew that it was final. And if there were no more Star Wars, that would be kind of okay. And I think that for me was not because they put a period at the end of this, this narrative. Was it because it just kind of trailed off? And I... I'm not as interested now. Hmm. If they could tell me, like, there's another Star Wars coming up, like, in two years. I'll go, well, yeah. I mean, there's no cliffhanger for this one. There's no hope to rally behind. Like, I guess the theme for me was, like, you're all better together. Hooray. You have friends. But I don't don't know. It, it was so disjoined and so fast that there was no particular point for me to seek inspiration from or to rally behind because it was just. I didn't really connect with any of it. No. And it seemed like the people in the movie barely connected with the stuff anyway. Yeah, that was an issue, I think, as well. Um, and I don't know if that's something that anybody could do anything about or if that's just like a. They got to do what they got to do or, you know, I don't know if they were disinterested or if the directing wasn't wholly there, but I don't want to like just spend the time on the negative stuff because that can be done. Okay. 
What did you like? So I did like, um, I, I liked the, the quickness of pace. I thought it was too much. I think there should have been some breaths in it. But I actually liked the fact that it moved and it covered a huge amount of territory. And it wasn't a 15-minute, you know, Senate discussion about trade routes and stuff. I mean, because, hmm. you know, I liked that it moved a lot and it went and explored a bunch of new places, even though you didn't really get to, to know much about any of them. Um, I really liked uh, Ray and Ben's, like, connection stuff. The forced dyad. And how it, like, how they were able to fight from different places and how the environment was used to connect them and stuff. I thought that was yeah. really cool. That, that was, was a neat. smart thing. Like, the berries that fell out mm-hmm. and, you know, the... Vader's helmet Vader's, smashing on the ground. Yeah, like that falling to a different place. That was, I don't know, that was clever. I liked that. Because it gave them some way to fight without having just be face-to-face and, like, always end up on the same planet all the time and, like, well, how'd that happen again, you know? I thought I that had, was clever. Yeah. Um, yes. I thought it was neat. Let's see. The force healing from the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. What you think about that? I thought that was cool that they brought it in, and I understand now why they lined those two, that episode yeah. and, you know, the movie up the way they did. Um, it... There were some good little nods, like where she did that and she made the the comment about, like, I transferred some of this to that creature. Right. You know, that was a good... Uh, and, I, and when she said that, I was like, oh, well, that's going to be used later on. Like, you could, I don't know how, but that, they said that on purpose. And it wasn't too overt, but you could tell that it was going to be a thing later on. I don't know. I mean, I liked some of the space battles. I liked a lot of the different stuff. There were tons of details in the background and tons of characters and nods and ships and... That stuff was all fun. I overall liked the way that it ended up. Um, it didn't make a lot of sense to me how how Palpatine was able to like pull power from them and not just completely wreck them. Yep. Like, why didn't he just keep draining them until they were dead? Yep. Because he didn't need... I don't know. Okay, so that whole thing... Backing up before then, so you walk up, you find Kylo Ren going to see Palpatine, and he's got like a bucket of Snokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I'm like, is he making new Snokes? Is he drawing power from this clan of Snokes? Is he cloning them? Because if he's cloning them, they all have the same kind of messed up looking face. And if they're cloning, are those two being brewed in the same kind of Petri dish? Because you should get a bigger one. He's a really big guy. Well, and if not, then why are you keeping extra parts that didn't work around from an old experiment? Like, I was so confused. One? That was a little weird. Thing. And it was all, you know, trying to say like, yes, I made the whole thing. But why would you still? You could yeah, just say are, that. Are you making one and you just like stopped because you made a good one and they're just like laying around because yeah. you don't have a whole lot of help? I need somebody to go clean that up. Yeah, he's kind of like <laughs> chair arm like bound. He can't do a whole lot for himself. That's true. So then whenever he figures out that they're the dyad, this this new thing that you're introduced to, which I have a stupid theory. That's not new, by the way. Okay, sure. It's new to me. Right. Yep. So the two of them, because they're from the strongest families, which you get that from Anakin because he's born from Smee, his mom, apparently was virgin, he's the chosen one. So then you're learning, Shmi, pardon, that the Palpatines, I guess, are a chosen family too. But then if the dyad thing is so important with the two families, why didn't Palpatine and Vader have that connection? Or is it generationally linked? I think it's something to do with generations, yeah. So then if we're going back a generation, so we've got Ray, his granddaughter, and you've got Ben, and you go back one generation, then there's Luke and Leia with Palpatine's son who gets stabbed by with the stupid knife. The stupid map knife. <laughs> and then before them is Vader and Palpatine. And then before that was Shmi and Palpatine's mom. But she wasn't force sensitive. I don't know. The whole yeah. But again, the same thing. Like he drained all of their their dyad aura and got his <laughs> fancy <juice>. shirt. <laughs> he got a little flare, which I thought was nice. One of them was like loved interior design inside their force mind. And he's like, look at this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had a red shirt. This is no. nice. <laughs> so then he lightnings all the stuff. 
Yeah. How do they have anything left? Or why would he let them have anything left? If you're already in that position where you, I'm drawing from you to get what I need, I'm fully in charge of the situation. Why not continue to do that until they evaporate? And then, and then you win, and yeah. you have more than you need, and you're the only people that can take you down are gone. Like that, that was weak. Well, with the healing thing, I when Ray stabs Kylo Ren, it, it has the Return of the Jedi kind of full circle, just like Darth Vader had. Kylo Ren is now dead. When she force heals him, you see that his scar went away too. Mm-hmm. That was kind of neat. It was clever. So now he's been again. He doesn't say anything the rest of the movie. He did. He did. There was... Okay, so I don't know if you've read about this. There were massive edits done at the very last minute. Apparently there is... There's a rumor, at least, that there was um, an entirely different three-hour edit of the movie. Okay. I would like to see that. That was Abrams' edit, and Disney came in... I mean, this is all rumor. Without his permission and, like, chucked the end of it. And changed it. Because when she's holding him, she healed him, they kiss, he's, he's smiling. I, that didn't bother me. I Whatever. thought that was fine. But she, he's looking at her and he's like, you know, um, um, everything's going black. That look. She's talking. And you can see it. You can see her mouth moving, but there's no dialogue. Hmm. They're like a pretty significant little. And even when I was watching it the first time, before I noticed she was talking, I was like, man, this, this little part's kind of going on. Like, they're really trying to milk this. We're staring at each other for our final moments thing. Turns out she was talking to him the whole time. And the scene where he dies, Kylo dies. Yep. Then Ben is alive. He gives his, oh, okay. Yep, right? Got it. So between those two scenes, which are in the same scene, the, the shots, his hair is longer. Which means that one of them was a reshoot. Because hmm. they did reshoots a couple of months ago. Or maybe Kylo Ren started to have some male pattern baldness. As he died with the stress. <laughs> no, I mean, like, his long hair on around his face was longer, mm. like, significantly longer. And so a lot of people are saying that he wasn't actually supposed to die, that he was, they were supposed to end up as, like, this dyad that would bring the Force going forward and whatever, New Jedi. Um, so that's a thing that people worry about or are thinking about. But then also the shot of her at the end in front of the twin sons mm-hmm. is a... An edit, like, I've seen the frames next to each other. It's her on Pasana. They they took her, and they took the lightsaber out of her hand. Yeah. She's in the same position. Both of her hands are in the same position. Her head is turned exactly the same. The camera angle is exactly the same. And they just put her in front of the two sons. Why would they do that? I don't know. It that all doesn't comes make any sense. full circle. That shows me that they they made some quick changes at the end and didn't even take the time to reshoot something. That's weird. I don't know. I I didn't get the significance of that moment. Well, that's where it, that's where it all began. But it, yeah, I guess. But then you didn't show Anakin. You had the ability with the entire library of Force ghosts, so they used the Force the the Jedi voices, which I thought was kind of clever. Instead of using the Jedi ghosts to like tell her to get up and keep going. Yeah. But the significance of that moment. It's like you only get partial credit, writer, because if it's where it all started, why don't you have the guy that it started with? Like, you have that ability. Well, I mean, it started, yeah, I guess it depends on where you think it started. Did it not start with Anakin? I mean, I guess it did, In it started with Luke, with the twin sons. And then... But Luke's not from there. Luke was put there. Right, but the movies, 1977... I get that. One of the first things was him in front of those sons, right? And that was right before he got thrust into the whole thing. So, I mean, I, I see why they use that, because it would be less interest, interesting to show her, like, in front of a pod racing thing and be like, ah. Oh. Because that's just, what you think of when you think of little kid Anakin. I do, anyway. Or, like, Watto's shop. She walks in, like, I'm just going to sell these uh, these two lightsabers to Watto. <laughs> wizard! <laughs> it's wizard, Annie! Yeah. I don't know. What What's some stuff that you liked? I liked be the Knights of Ren. Yeah, I thought the Knights of Ren were awesome. I thought it was very 
unnecessary but kind of funny that their ship like polluted up the galaxy like out <laughs> of all, all of their <laughs> ships it's like the the big dirty clunker that makes you hate them worse because we're all environmentally conscious and like ew you're the reason that the galaxy space is so black because of your it's exhaust. now two and a half degrees warmer because of those dirty old nights are in i thought they were menacing i i didn't need to know nor I think by introducing some of their backstory, it would have weakened their characters. Yeah, yeah, totally unnecessary. Leaving so. them purposely menacing was awesome. I loved whenever Ben, who didn't say anything, went to go fight them, did a little like yeah, he's little like, Han eh. moment, that little <laughs> Han look. I thought was cool. Yeah, that was good. Um, what is that thing? Oh, I think C three PO wearing a coat. I think was funny. When they're on the planet, when they uh, run into Carrie Russell and they try to go to Babu Freak's place and it's all snowy and kind of, and they're like hiding from the thing, the old C-3PO is like wearing a coat. You had a coat on? Yeah, I thought it was funny. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> He's got a coat. And I'm like, well, I guess that's like camouflage. But like the idea of a uh, droid needing a coat, yeah. I thought was funny. Huh. Totally um, missed that. The whole like going oh, to get the thing from the wreckage of the Death Star was bonkers to me. Like the the most loot. They got the knife, the little bone thing we were talking. We thought it was a piece of bone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's a compass kind of deal that you had to stand in a very specific place that you didn't really learn. It just said the South Ridge, which was huge. And the Death Star's in the ocean. So it could have like shifted or been disintegrated. And even if, if you put the thing in there, like how do you know which one of those little tiny windows is Palpatine's window? Like there was, there were so many ways for that to go wrong, and it's just like, yeah, sure, totally executed perfectly, yeah. lolly. And then they're in there, and she has the the little vision, and she comes out, and Kylo Ren is there. And I'm like, well, how the heck did he get there? <laughs> he just walked up. He can't find her unless he has evidence. So he's not like force drawn to her because they demonstrated that earlier. So I was like, how did he didn't have a dumb knife thing? He just like popped up. And I'm like, I don't get how he's there. And then he crushes it. And like, oh, no, we need to figure it out. And so she has to go get it from the burned wreckage of his thing. And then the little droid guy had the map in him the whole time. And again, it was the like, oh, man, I'm connected to this. And they're like, ah, no, the the little guy's got it. Don't worry. Hmm. And it's like there was someone in the movie, like, spoiling the movie for me. (laughs) Like, it was telling me to, nah, this is what happens. But the parts that I did, like, I thought were neat. But it was like, oh, look at that. That's cool. Chewie getting a medal. Oh, ah, look at there. Chewie got a medal. And no one else in the movie theater said that out loud. <laughs> I felt really fun right there. I thought it was visually, it was a, a good looking movie. Yeah. I think the shot of the blockade runner, like buzzing the trees coming out of the, the mountain. I thought it was super cool looking. Like, I don't know. Visually, it was a Star Wars movie. And I should not have tried to project anything more than a space wizard movie. <laughs> well, it's super hard to not have personal, as a person who really likes something over a long, you know, like my entire life. Um, it's hard not to go in with a, I want it to please this part of me, or I'm expecting this thing to happen or whatever. And I think the big thing is just, all of us need to be okay with the fact that it can't check every box for every person. And, you know, it that's, is what that's it is. A fact. But so what were some of your favorite parts? I mean, I, um, none. <laughs> no, I mean, I thought the whole battle at the end was, was really well, uh, broken up. I thought they did a good job of letting it bounce between, and they do this. They have done this in every movie. I think we've even talked about it before, where they have three battles. There's a ground, a, a hand-to-hand, a ground battle, and a air battle going on at the same time. And they jump between the three. And it lets you get a little bit of each of them and know that they're all happening without getting a huge, long dogfight or a huge, long lightsaber battle. or you know. And I thought they did that really well, and it made that final battle seem just gigantic. Um and, I mean, I'm willing to put, you know, suspension of disbelief on some of the stuff. Like, how in the world were there so many Star Destroyers? Yeah, each one. There, each one requires a crew of 
hundreds, if not thousands of people. Cooks, sanitation workers. Yeah. Like, where are those people? Where are they come from? And now from? they're all dead. Yeah. They wiped the, out, like, the rebellion has planet. killed tons of people. Yeah. Tons of people. Like, were they just living underneath the crust for a long time? Is like, is there a civilization yeah. down there? Are all the people in the battleships, like, did they wave bye to their families and have, like, a ceremony before they took off and broke through the crust? And now that they're crashing back to the planet, are they crushing their family that are now underneath the crust? Like, there's an entire civilization of people. Yeah. There's had to been, there's a, obviously many schools down there for all of the different jobs. You have a different designation. You are a Sith trooper. You get to wear this awesome red armor. You're like, yeah, now go over there to Sith school. And one of these days, mole people, we're going to crush through the crust and we're going to take <laughs> it to the man and we're going to get all, we're going to get them all. Yeah. They've all got, I like uh, <laughs> the Death Star. I like uh, the Emperor will not let go of that idea. He's like, we're going to make a Death Star, and then it blows up. We're going to make it again, and then it blows up. And they're like, how about I tell those guys subconsciously to make a bigger one? And then it blows up again. But how about we just have, like, lots of tiny little ones? And it blows up. <laughs> they're going to, like, mail people Death Stars now, and they're just going to open a letter, and the Death Star is going to explode. He will not let go. Yeah. He's he's committed. He's gone now. Or he's got stake in the the Death Star company. Mm, that's what it is. Like Halliburton type deal, where he's <laughs> some insider contractor thing. Whoa, what was that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't expect it to be perfect, and I did enjoy it. Uh, I felt it was a little lackluster, but I also am just trying to be realistic about how much stuff they had to try to accomplish. I do think it should have been two movies. Well, then sure. you have episode nine and episode ten, and that just breaks all the rules. And but that yeah. would have been awesome. That would have been a great way to say, like, we don't have to do trilogies anymore. It you could be one movie. Whined? It could be four. It could be whatever. But like, tell the story. Deathly Hollows Part One and Part Two. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't ideal, but can you imagine if they did Deathly Hollows in one movie? That would have been a lot. It would have been awful. Yeah, but it was really good. Because it was in two movies, and they took the time to tell all the parts of the story that were necessary. I think they missed a, an opportunity there. Um, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe there was some, you know, reason that they didn't do that for people's contracts. or something. I don't know, whatever. Either way, I think it would have turned out to be a better story if they had given it a little more time and let some of the... Taken, gotten rid of some of the assumptions, which is kind of contrary to what you would mostly expect. You're like, audiences are smart. Give them a chance to like not have everything spelled out yeah. for them. Like, I get that too. But this this has no like connection to reality. It's not like you can show Detroit and everybody goes, oh yeah, I know where Detroit is. They don't have to explain that it's this place. It's like here's a new place that's never existed in anyone's mind outside the writers. Like what? 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 How's the? How's it connected? Like, why is? Why does everybody know about it in that world, but we've never heard of it? Yeah. Like, give us something, you know. So, you want to go over our bingo cards? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So I wrote these down. I listened to the episode and I wrote it down. So yours has the either the Force Network time travel or the time jump. Yeah. Neither of those things happened. True. So for me, I said uh, I really hope Leia. Booped R two D two, that didn't happen. Yeah, R two did stuff. Yeah, kind of. I mean, he he was, was a thumb drive, a really huge thumb drive. I was disappointed about. At least he got to like he had be in an X wing, and you know. Uh, let me see. Um, you thought that Ray was going to be searching for more Jedi and then finds the Emperor? That didn't happen. They threw him at you in the crawl, so there was no finding. Let me see. I said that the Falcon would sacrifice itself, and it did not. It was on fire at one point, mm -hmm. which was kind of funny. And then BB-8 got all crushed up, which was kind of funny. <laughs> you thought that Chewie would die. You get half credit for that. You thought that Ray would die. You get half credit for that. Uh, you thought that Finn would die heroically. And I thought that he would have more Stormtrooper defectors. So I think I was right oh, yeah. right there. Yeah, totally. He didn't die, even though he wanted to die again. Yeah. But he didn't. He's trying really hard to sacrifice. Like, I'm important. Name, Look how important I am. Name a conference room after me. <laughs> uh, he said oh, that man. Lando would be a tactician, if anything. He was a, he, 
rallied people, so I think you have to have credit. I said that a non-Ray or Kylo Ren character would wield a lightsaber, and she hands it to Finn, who is Force-sensitive, apparently. Mm -hmm. So I think half credit, but he just holds it during the the worm and the underground thing. (laughs) Um, What else? (laughs) Last frame, you thought R2 was going to be in the last frame, and I thought Leia was going to be in the last frame. Uh, We were both wrong. Both wrong. Poe would be a humble leader. I think we both had, and that kind of happened. He became a general, yeah. and he wasn't super cocky. Yeah. That happened. He got better. He thought R2 was telling the story. That was very ambitious and probably would have been a good plot point, but nope. I, I thought about that after the fact when that didn't happen. If they had done that, then every other future Star Wars thing would not make sense. N- not not make sense, but like it would need to be in an entirely different voice. Hmm. And they wouldn't do that. So it, I get why that's not the thing. So I thought that C-3PO was going to interface with the Death Star, which that's yeah, half credit. Uh, what else? As the center point, I, I gave us both Ray had a helmet because I saw it in a toy. And she did. She put on, I guess, presumably Leia's helmet, the one that covered the shield that covered her face, which I think is a cool helmet. And that's where she's doing the training scene. Oh, yeah. She wore Luke's helmet in his X-Wing, too. Oh, Juche, she did. I thought that was a cool part. Yeah. That you talk about stuff we liked. I, I dug that. It had to smell terrible <laughs> in there. <laughs> it was probably sealed up though. I mean, yeah, probably still Ew. Yeah. No circulation. He like left his socks in there when he dumped mm-hmm. it in the ocean. He's like, Oh man, I forgot that's where my fish sandwich was. <laughs> he had filet fish wrapper in there and she cursed his name the entire time. Dago boss sticks. <laughs> I put that we would see Anakin. You heard Anakin, mm. but you heard everybody. You heard Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. You heard, um, what's his name from Rebels? Kanan. Uh, Kanan, yeah. You heard two different Obi-Wans, mm-hmm. which is fine. He got to have he got to have both. You didn't hear the he old... Two Yodas, too. Really? Yeah, he had two different lines. Hmm. So that was, that was kind of neat, I guess. I thought the Death Troopers... Okay, I wrote the Death Troopers. I was going to... Not the Death Troopers, the Sith Troopers, but I wrote Death Troopers, which is pretty much the same. There's a million toys about them, and they did almost nothing. Yeah. I thought that they were going to be lightsaber-proof because of the the Ryan Johnson, those oh, guards the in there. Yeah. yeah. But now they're just regular guys with just different kind of plastic. What are you going to do? <laughs> so I think this goes to show that predictions are pretty much worthless. I think so. To it's just still fun, it, to, just it's let it go. fun yeah. to think through what could be, though. You oh, know? absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, with a, an infinite... You know, universe far, far away. Yeah. And I think everybody who really likes this movie in their head is going like, well, you should have, or it would have been great if you, or if whatever. Sure. It is what it is. You can't get mad at what it is. You can just go, well, it's time for me to write my fan fiction now. Yeah. So I think one thing that is more interesting to me about than than Rise of Skywalker is what is next. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I don't understand how they can continue to make movies, to be honest. I'm not I'm not saying I don't want them to. I just how do you how do you continue to be like, well, like everything has to have conflict, right? Whether that's a personal conflict or a big galaxy wide good evil something. And so how do you continue to make movies in the same area with the same types of people and the same religion and the same ships and the same planets and and maybe you don't even use the same ones but they're still planets right they're still outer mm-hmm. space they're still aliens there's still some sort of ship there's going to be jedi they they're not i was kind of hoping hoping they would get a, away from all of that and come up with something else but they've set it up to for that to continue on which is fine but like, how do you go some start a new storyline in this universe? You go to the past, okay? Well, we know how it turns out. Politics, West Wing, trade in negotiations, space, House of Cards in space. I could be in a pitch meeting right now. <laughs> Friends in space. <laughs> but I mean, how do you like? There's a vacuum. Like there, yet another vacuum. So the big, big bad is gone. Right. Until the it's not. final or exactly until it's not. There's a, a the the Republic Senate was blown up in the first movie, so there's there's Leia's kind of 
like grassroots political goings on that the rebellion tried to build, but they're like, they're nothing. They're dropping a bucket. So what happens now? Are all the, rec- the Republic credits are worthless? Like, is it just broken mm-hmm. up into small little factions or are the Mandalorians coming back and finally going to just like, nope, we're taking over. Mm. It's go time. It's just, it's kind of weird because, you know, you've had this like, you look at the history, like the the non-movie history in Star Wars, it's like, well, there was this old Republic and there were uh, tons of Jedi and then there were tons of Sith. There was like an entire planet of them and, and there was this big long war and you know how that came out because all the Sith died except for two and then there were two and then there were two and that went on and on and on for generations. Now all the Jedi are gone and now... The Empire comes up. Well, we beat that bad guy. Now the First Order comes up. Beat that guy. Final Order. Beat that guy. And so are they going to jump forward a thousand years and all of a sudden somebody's like, you know what? I've secretly been building an army of people in purple Stormtrooper costumes and now we're going to take over and we're called the Final Final Order. Mm. I mean, are they going to do something? I hope not. So what's weird and exciting is that they, I hope they come up with something entirely different, but it seems really difficult to come up with something entirely different in the same universe. Hmm. That worries me a little bit. Because if they rehash another thing and tie in too much, it's just not its not going to be new. It's not going to be a yep. thing that's going to carry it on. They've got to figure out a way to turn it over. And they can't always jump back a hundred years or a thousand years and tell a story about some random little character because I was not invested in the prequels because they were terrible, but also because I knew what happened. Yeah. And that's why I didn't like Solo. Nothing that happened in Solo had any gravitas. But I'm like, oh, well, that got worked out. That got worked out, too. And, I mean, I will say that uh, Rogue One I liked, even though I knew exactly where that was going. It was a good movie. And so that was fine. But, like, you can't do that forever. Like, that. that's the one, I thought, that worked like that. So, I don't know. I think that there, I mean, there's infinite species of, of character. And so just like the Mandalorian, I mean, that was – think of in, in the canonical goings-on of this movie, you see presumably two, right? Oh, he wasn't – Boba Fett wasn't a Mandalorian. Okay, but you presumably see two of these characters that didn't really have a whole lot to do with it. One of them, like, created all, or was the the original clone trooper but didn't command any armies, wasn't a political factor. He was a paid thug, and yeah. so was Boba Fett. So those are two throwaway races of people, or two characters in a throwaway race. Hmm. The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, mega huge success. Arguably, I think that the season eight finale was better than the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And so I kind of like that they have so much that to tap into within the same environment, the same feeling, the Star Wars feeling of things. That I love that the, where the Mandalorian is going as as a show, and I love that it sets the precedent that anybody out there can have their own story arc. It's just as compelling as yeah. the, ki- the kid from the place with two sons. Yeah, I agree, and I I am super happy with the Mandalorian. What they're doing is fantastic, but it still bothers me that it's it's now thirty years in the past, and it's always going to be thirty years in the past. So, like, I don't know. I guess that doesn't really matter. It doesn't change anything. But I just feel like you want this thing to move forward, and you want to, like, see how stuff changes, and you already know where it's going. Even if even if his story ends up on a different planet that has nothing to do with the First Order, nothing to do with the Resistance, he's still going toward a known time. I just, I don't know. That bothers me. Because I think it's such a good show that I wish they had started it after Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Maybe it wouldn't have worked and there's no, you know, there's no Imperial people left over or whatever, but like if they had started it after, then it would be going into an unknown and that's more exciting than going into a known. And I don't know. I hope they know what they're doing. I'm sure they do know what they're doing. I hope they take it to a place in a few years that nobody's expecting. I don't want them to go back and do like, you know, young Luke Skywalker. And the broody teenage years? Yeah. Before? Right before? Boba Fett's emo phase. We don't need that. Oh, that. man. So. Oh, Disney Plus. This one. <laughs> uh, you haven't finished Rebels. No. Okay. There, I heard a rumor today about another show that sounds pretty exciting, 
and it has to do with the end of Rebels, and so I don't want to talk about it because okay. it'll want to spoil something for Well, you. they're coming out with a new season of The Clone Wars. Yeah. Which I think strength uh, doesn't really help with your point that yeah. you kind of know where stuff is going. You're just adding to kind of the story, but the story has already kind of been told. You're adding to yeah. backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, you know, and that's fine. Whatever. I mean, I'm it's not saying fun. that. It's fun. I'm not, not saying it's a so. bad thing to do those, and I'm sure they will continue to do some stuff like that, but it's just, I want them to move forward with stuff and not always just try to mine the, the corners that they haven't mined yet of mm-hmm. the stuff we know. Um, and even this new show will probably end up kind of being that as well. But So then how, what is left for the Obi-Wan show? That's it's the same situation. They're taking blood from a rock now. Yeah, I mean it's the same situation where like they he may be watching Luke at a distance and like keeping an eye on him and you know being the kind of protector. Which like okay, but, but you, you know still he survives. know what happens. Yeah, like who cares? Um, it would have been awesome if they had saved the Maul storyline. Hmm. For live action, but they didn't even know they were doing that when they made. I just saw a picture. There. Ooh, did you see the picture? I don't know. Who's I've the guy that pictures. played Darth Maul? Ray Park. Ray Parker on Instagram. Ray Park. My bad. Uh, dressed up like Darth Maul. Says, "See you on the Darth Maul planet." Came out yesterday. Hold on, we're gonna look at it right now. I mean, that would make sense that maybe he goes to, you know. Hmm. Look at that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Meet me on Dothamir. Here, camera. Hmm. He's all dressed up in his makeup. Well, there's a big glare, and I don't know where to put the camera. There we go. So, <laughs> well, there's a picture, be, yeah. a live action of Darth Maul all dressed up and kind of battle But even still, like, I uh, haven't gotten to that part of... I haven't gotten to the thing. But it, it wouldn't make sense for okay. him to be in the, in the Obi-Wan no. show. Well, never mind, then. So, I don't know. Uh, oh, I didn't think about that. He'd be in an Obi-Wan show. Ooh. They could definitely make a... A, a, a little like cameo? A, well, n- no, it wouldn't make sense given the timeline and given the way Rebels works out. But um, they could do maybe like a gangster kind of because he's all Black mm-hmm. Sun, you know, uh, underworld kind of stuff. I guess. I don't know. Just... The one cool thing about the, the, the sequel trilogy is that they got all new actors. Not all new. They got main actors that are new. They didn't do like the continuing adventures of Luke Skywalker. They got some new people and they found them. They pulled them out of these weird situations. They weren't really connected. They had to connect with the old actors just so that there's the tissue that everybody likes and stuff. And I get that. But then like at the end of this one, it just felt like here's here's a whole new storyline and we're going to. It's not really a new storyline. It's a continuation of the old storyline. Why wasn't it a new storyline? Oh, about my microphone. I don't know. I don't want to be sour about it because I, I did overall like the movie. And I have hope for what they're going to do in the future with the stories. I just don't understand it. And that bums me out a little bit, I think. Because yeah. I'm not like, woohoo, there's going to be more. It's like, oh, there's going to be more. Yeah. Is it going to be like. I'm not Are looking they? forward to mm-hmm. more. I think the, I think now more than before, I'm more looking forward to the ancillary content than the actual tentpole Star Wars movies. Yeah, because they have more freedom, and this has oh, showed yeah, totally. that the, yeah. the the regular one through nine, presumably maybe twelve, whatever in the future, like you're operating within such constraints that you're going to compact and make such a dense story. So that you can fit so much in an attempt to move everything forward, but kind of not. Yeah. It would have been really interesting if they had taken the Mandalorian approach with the Rise of Skywalker. So instead of putting it out in the theater, making a big blockbuster, you let J.J. Abrams make a 10-episode season that wraps Hmm. up the Skywalker story. Hmm. Or, you know, whatever. Some big Hollywood, like, I mean, Favreau's pretty big, but... You take one person, and I think this is one of the big problems with this trilogy, is I don't get the feeling from what everybody is, like Lucasfilm people have said, that they went into the trilogy with a story. They went into Force Awakens with a story, and then they wrote The Last Jedi, and then they wrote The Rise of Skywalker, and that is the wrong approach for something this big, and as, as like the history of this whole thing, like take a meeting and be like, 
we have three movies. Where are we going to end up? Just let's get like a brief outline of where we're going to end up. Who's going to be in it? Who's going to die at the end? So that we can work backwards and make three really good movies that all go to the same place. Instead of like, I'm going to go left. Well, yeah, I'm going to go right. Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to go even more left to make up for your right. Because that's what happened in the movies. And it would have been better storytelling. And it would have been easier on the filmmakers if they had just an outline. Not even like a, I'm not saying like a Lucasfilm right. push down can, of like making this movie. theme. Yeah. Like, or, where, or, where are we going? Yeah. You know, how are we going to end this thing? It would alleviate the the goofy pieces in this movie that had to, like, thumb their nose at the Ryan Johnson's yeah, movie. Yeah. This is a, you don't disrespect a Jedi's weapon. Like, ouch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there was a lot of that. Which, yeah, shouldn't have had to be there. Either they should have just left that stuff out and let it be as it was. Or just playing ahead a little bit more. Yeah. Talk to each other. Yeah. But I think that's kind of where they're headed now. Now that they have, you know, Favreau is running the series, right? So he wrote the entire series, Mandalorian. Different people are directing it. But he, before they started, sat back and said, here's what's going to happen. You direct this one. You direct, And there's, yep. there's flavor in that direction and yep. everything. And they're different. But it's the same story. It's not like episode two, some different person got to decide where the Mandalorians is going this week. That would have been terrible. The, so terrible. The big people want to be Mandalorians. Yeah. Ugh. So anyway, I think maybe they're on the right track now. And there was all that talk a few weeks ago about how Favreau is going to become a much bigger part of Star Wars in general. Mm. Um, between him and Dave Filoni, who's been that person at Lucasfilm yep. on the animation side for a long time, like the two of them in charge of story and of keeping the whole thing moving in the right direction and cohesive. I mean, they've got all the people they need. They've got like this whole story group that keeps stuff consistent. They, they and don't. They don't have two people. Two people. This guy and this guy right here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Lucasfilm, give me a call. <laughs> no, I would be terrible at that because I would, I would not. I would write stories for myself, which is the wrong way to do that thing. Like, no, they were like, Josh, R2 can't save the day again. He just did it last week. <laughs> yeah, but, like, this extra thing he's got on the back part, you don't ever know what's on the back part. That's right. It saves the day better than yesterday. And I'm like, sit down. <laughs> Speaking of R2, what did you think about the on Mandalorian? The <laughs> Oh, the, the big one? The stand-up His guy. tall brother. That was crazy. Tall brother Jared. But it was awesome. R2 tall guy. <laughs> I thought it was really cool. And now I'm wondering if, like, I know people are going to start making that droid that can somehow walk <laughs> on two oh, legs. Man. But I'm wondering if that was, like, in the in the universe, was that a version? Or was that some weird, hmm. you know, well, I need mine to walk, so I'm just going to put some legs on it kind of thing. So there was an episode in, in Rebels when Chopper sees, like, the additional leg and then he goes and steals it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if R2, like, sees that thing one day and is like, what? <laughs> I don't have to roll. What? I can, I can go up steps. I can go in the woods with you guys now. Yeah, seriously. I'd be taller than Chewie. I didn't go on top of the Death Star on the Star Destroyer this time because of my tiny little wheels, but with my legs. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> he just walks around like cabaret dancing the whole time. He's like, this is amazing. <laughs> I've got arms. Check out my top hat. <laughs> Swings <Yeah>. a cane. <laughs> We liked you better when you uh, rolled. Hmm. Okay, so uh, we're we gotta wrap it up. We're in an hour. But yeah. Dark Saber. Mm, that was cool. I I got more excited when I saw that thing poke out. It, it, this is the last episode of Mandalorian, in case yep. you're there. I saw the little hot spot on the body of the TIE fighter, and I'm like, that looks like a lightsaber melting through. That's kind of weird. That wouldn't make any sense. And then as soon as that thing shot it like, through It had there, a little, like, boop, and yeah. then it went through. And I, out loud, went, whoa! Yep. And everybody in the room looked at me, and I was like, yes! And I got so excited, and I was more excited in that moment than I was all through Rise of Skywalker. That is a fact. Absolute fact. Because I did not see it coming. I thought, there's no way that will ever show up in live action. It doesn't make any sense, but that that got me and i was like now i want to know backstory how that got to that place that's the only time yep. in the history of star wars that i've been like i want to go back in time and see that little piece that's why i'm watching rebels because of that moment they they did it yeah their seo worked perfectly and it <laughs> got me so that episode that 30 minute episode 
had me emotionally attached. Yeah. Had surprise, had the beautiful like Star Wars elements while not talking about the Skywalkers, while going, <laughs> giving us hope for the future, unknown for the future, wanting more. And I'm like, how is that 30 minute little element so much better but when it's it's a siege like the whole thing is is yeah. siege warfare they're yeah. not going out and having the massive epic battles like they had on genosis like it's people inside being attacked from the outside and it was better so much better than star wars the rise mm-hmm. of skywalker you got mando and you learn his name now like oh boy i forgot he actually has a name and a face. he's got backstory <laughs> and then he the ig is going to help him, but he's like, no, you can't. He's like, but yes, I can. And it's like, well, Mando killed him, and now IG is going to save him. Yeah. And it's got these story arcs and these character moments that are beautifully put together. The soundtrack that is not a John... Oh, did you like John Williams' cameo? I did. I thought that was yeah, funny, too. That was funny. Um, in, the, in Rise of Skywalker, not in The Mandalorian. But so good. And then the Darksaber came out, and I remember I was so sick after Christmas. I had like the stomach flu or something. I was in my bed like dying and I, I was watching it like sideways and I sat up. I went, it's the dark saber. Yes. (laughs) So I was, yeah, I was excited. And then I immediately went into the YouTube channel and I updated all the keywords for our, how to make a dark saber video so that we could try to snatch some of that beautiful, beautiful SEO. It worked. worked. We get a little bump. That was pretty good. But, and then I went, well, time to watch rebels now, I guess. And just started watching the rebels and it's very entertaining. It has a, a really good mix of levity, of world building, of kind of gripping drama. Like, it's a really good show. Yeah, and I, I really think, like most shows, everybody says this about the thing that they like. Like, you just got to get through the first couple seasons, and that's the truth. Like, the first couple seasons are fine. There's yeah. only four. There's only four. I would say the second season had me going right off the bat. And even, like, the last part of the first hmm. was all right. See, I I think, like... Where the Darksaber stuff starts to happen in that area of season three and then all of season four, I, to me, is just like just fireball to the end. Like hmm. it's it's good. And you get to the last episode. So much stuff happens and you get emotionally kind of, oh, no. And then like, what? Where did? OK, now I want to see where that goes. And then it doesn't go anywhere. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. big unknown. And that is actually a potential future thingy. I don't know. I don't know. It's good. <laughs> I want to talk about that. But yeah, I think if anybody who knows me and has listened to my take on the on the many, many, many movies that we've talked about, like I want to believe what I'm seeing, even in the Space Wizard, I want to connect to it. Like I'm, I'm here. I bought the ticket. You're taking me to a place. I want to dive in with you. And if you don't treat that vulnerability with the respect that I'm, I'm giving. And you just kind of squander it, then like that's completely on you. And I've, you could have, you could have had me, hmm. could have had me in tears, could have had me on the ropes, could have had me, and all the other people who there. There's generations of people that I know that went to that movie: grandmother, mother, sons, grandkids. Yeah, all shared this property right next to each other, hoping to have these moments. And I think honestly, for anybody, it could have been a layup. They're like. We already have that hook. Right. The the hook is is sunk in these people. Yeah. So I mean that was us. We had three generations in the theater together after yep. spending an entire week like face down in Star Wars. They could have been safe. It wasn't safe. It was it was it was mushed. I've heard people say, like, oh, they played it safe in this movie. Like, I disagree. I think playing it safe is giving not giving people what they want. Don't do that. You already know your audience. You already know what they're expecting. You already know how to get their heartstrings tugged. And you know how to make them walk out of that movie theater like with a little, like wiping that little tear, looking down at little grandson and looking up at grandpa, going like, man, they didn't have to work at trying to grab my attention. I was throwing it at them Hmm. and it didn't stick. Yeah, I mean, I think I obviously liked it a lot more than you did. Um, there's, you know, it wasn't by far my favorite. It wasn't even my favorite of this trilogy. No, um, I like the last one better. People poo-poo all over. Yeah. Um, I forgot the stinking name of the one. Last Jedi. Last Jedi. But. Wasn't perfect by any means, but still. Yeah. Like well, none of them are perfect. Yeah. I mean. Except for Empire. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah, the worst thing about Empire is, is Mark Hamill. 
and he's not bad. I don't mean that, but like if you look at all the stuff, all the acting in it, all the performances of all the people, he is the worst part of that movie, and he's not bad. Hmm. But he's the cheesiest and over. And I'm uh, and I bump my head on the top of the thing again. And, but like Harrison Ford, excellent the way he acts all that stuff. Leia's the way she's like all hard at the beginning, and then she softens up later on. And man. Yeah. Did you watch that? We were talking about that uh, behind the scenes stuff in Empire when Chewie's on top of the Falcon when they're on. No, oh, I haven't, haven't seen it yet. You oh man, about. take take the time after you're finished listening to this episode and look up on YouTube. I think I don't remember what it was called, but it's behind the scenes Empire Strikes Back with uh, Chewie talking to Han, and it has the actual actor talking, and they just like dub in the. Like over the fact, <laughs> so he's on top of the the Falcon that's super huge, and Han is way down there, and he's like, "Where are you going?" <laughs> he's like, "I gotta go to this thing, Chewie." He's like, when are you coming back? <laughs> and it's super goofy, <laughs> and they're having like a real conversation yeah. in the movie. They just replace his like Wookie noises, but like he sounds so silly, yeah. And it's such a departure from like what you expect to happen. Uh, it was pretty funny. <laughs> It could have been my sicko delirium at the time when I watched it because I was pretty no, sick. No, I can after imagine Christmas. that's it was funny because he did. I mean, he had an interesting voice just talking anyway. But yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope we didn't drag you down with not being super happy with the movie. But I mean, I, I liked it. I'm gonna say I liked it. I didn't love it. That's my. Uh, I give it a uh, meh. <laughs> yeah. One meh up. <laughs> Or down, sideways. One meh, sideways. There yeah, we go. That's a, it's a pointing to the left thumb. Um, next week, we'll talk about something that we really like. Whatever that is. Let's find hey, Absolutely. Something. Yeah, so that we can super enjoy it. Hope everybody had a good uh, holiday season, New Year, all that stuff. And uh, you got anything else? No. Anthony, did you like it? I enjoyed it. Eh, you enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. That tipped the scale in I, the positive favor. I, I enjoyed it. I can see that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Catch you guys next week. Bye-bye.